What's going on, podcast listeners? Welcome to the Pizza Hotline podcast. I'm Alamar Pegsalunin, the video editor here at Pizza Hotline, and I will be your host. I'm also joined by Jerry Chanflone, the CEO of Pizza Hotline, and Antonio, his son, who is the president of the company. The purpose of this podcast is to help you, the podcast listeners, learn more about who we are and that we're more than just a company who makes pizza. We'll be talking about their family experiences within the business, some business tips and insights, and of course, pizza. Today's episode, we'll be talking about the Pizza Hotline brand and where it started to what it is today. We had a ton of fun filming these episodes, and our hope is that this will be a valuable experience for you as well. Again, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you in the episode. Welcome, everyone, to our very first Pizza Hotline podcast episode. Um, my name is Almar Pechtelunen. I'm the videographer here at Pizza Hotline and also the editor as well. Uh, but moving forward, I'll kind of be the host of these podcast episodes. Um, but I'm really excited for today because um, this is just another way for us to connect with you guys as a community. Everyone here in Winnipeg, you know, a lot of people know who Pizza Hotline is. And this is just another way for us to kind of look under the hood and see that we're more than just a pizza company and you know there's people behind behind the scenes working um running the business and everything um but i guess before uh we get into the main topic for today i do want to ask if you guys can introduce yourself so antonio yeah so i don't know if i'm supposed to look at the cameras you can look at me you can look at the camera Uh, yeah my name is antonio chunfloni um i work at pizza holland awesome okay and And i'm jerry chunfloni i've been with pizza hotline a few days now (laughs) <laughs> a few days nice nice i, I really like <laughs> yeah, just right. getting out of the probation period yeah. probation you're yeah. just just at the end of it okay i guess like just to break the ice yeah guys so what would you have for breakfast this morning i need to lose a lot of weight so okay. i had i had a greek yogurt greek yogurt yeah. nice what kind like what did you put anything in it no i try to not put the yeah. the sugar in i'm gonna sound insane to everybody listening but <laughs> yeah. yeah no i, I tr- i'm just plain greek yogurt plain greek yogurt you know that's that's pretty good too it's not bad i'm not usually that boring yeah because i for a little while i was trying to do that as well like just yogurt and like almonds and stuff like that just to get all the yeah. good healthy fats kind of thing but no that's really good okay jerry what did you have is it within my rights to withhold the statement up to you <laughs> <laughs> actually i was late and uh, uh getting up uh, this morning so i didn't i didn't have anything okay, I just so got, it came straight to work yeah sometimes that's like me too like sometimes i just don't have enough time in the morning but is there like a routine that you guys kind of go through in the morning <laughs> check your calendar <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah check the calendar check your inbox see what's up for the day kind and, of just go. and you just go i try to go. i wish i could say it was like up at up at 5 30 workout mm. No. Yeah. This business and this business now, I've been doing it for, like I said, a few days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're all over the map when it comes to a calendar. Sometimes it's for late sure. night, sometimes it's early morning. So there really isn't a set uh, early morning rise routine and early to bed. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So I guess uh, for our first topic for today that we're going to be talking about, um, I wanted to really highlight the Pizza Hotline brand and its history as just a few months ago, I was like editing the, uh, the Pizza Hotline franchise videos that we were doing. And I remember just watching that uh, that seven minute video like a couple times over just trying to really understand it. So I kind of had a sense of the history through the video, but I do want to get a sense of the history through, you know, being face to face with you guys here. And uh, I guess, Jerry, 
so how did this all get started? Who was who was all involved? Uh, that was uh, that was about a, a, more than a few days ago. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that uh, it started um, back when uh, I guess when I was uh, in uh, school in in uh, I was taking business of men at Red River and uh, with then my girlfriend who now is my wife and um, we would uh, be at school in the day and 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 we'd visit uh, I'd visit her um, at her employment where she worked which was a family business right. at night and I used to hang out there quite a bit and um, and as you know after about a year or so uh, her father said that he wanted to uh, sell the business he wanted to move on he wanted to retire uh, so I spoke with uh, my girlfriend, who's my wife now, Teresa, and we decided to buy the business. She she wasn't too happy about it at the time, but right. uh, you know, being that she had been in a family business for for a very long time, uh, putting in long hours, uh, but that was the starting point. We bought the business, and uh, away we went. Okay, cool. What was what was the name of the business that you uh, bought? The original out? business was Colombo Pizza. C O L. Yeah, Colombo. Okay. Colombo. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And how long ago was that when, when that 86. happened? 86. 86. Okay. Yeah. And I guess how, how involved was your wife in the business like from the start? Is she still involved now? When we bought it, um, she was um, much more involved. Um, we were, you know, in a location, working a location seven days a week. And um, we did that. The first location um, you know, we did that for a very long time, uh, working in that capacity. We were hands-on, cook, clean, driver, you name it. We did it all. Well, she grew up in that business. Right. Like, her parents uh, were in Colombo. They started Colombo. Mm-hmm. But it was, I mean, you can know better than me, but it was a full-service Italian restaurant. Right. So they were getting up. She was. She served. She was a server Sorry. in the restaurant. Okay. Um, so from, from like age 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where where was that location? On St. Anne's. St. Anne's. Okay, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. We just, just actually sold that uh, property uh, just recently. Oh, just recently too. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sign in our office. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, it, if these people will make sense to the listeners, but mm-hmm. in the boardroom, yeah. the Colombo sign is actually the original sign from that building. Yes. We took, yeah. We took yes. it off the exterior and we <laughs> yeah. put it up in there. No, it's a great prop. I remember seeing the guy just the other day, uh, just installing it in the office. And I was like, that is really great framing there that's yeah. really cool to see that that part of that history being displayed in the board yeah that's it really is cool, cool. Yeah. yeah and i guess just leading on into it like um antonio so how did how did you get like introduced into the business like what was your first kind of exposure to the family business well i guess i was born <laughs> and yeah. that was it but when i was younger um i was born in 93 mm-hmm. that was the year that my parents uh developed their first call center. So okay. that was the year they got two, 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 two. I think you guys had what, four locations at that point? At that time. Still corporate? Four, yes, all corporate, yes. All corporate. So okay. the first kind of franchising started when I was born. Um, and we ran it out of a basement. Out of the basement? <laughs> yeah, the first call, <laughs> the center, first call the center. It almost seems like a lot of these um, really big businesses nowadays, they either start from garage or basement. Oh, it started like, out of the basement at our yeah. Portage and Valor <laughs> yeah. location. Yeah, yeah. No windows. Uh, you <laughs> my know. aunt and my mom were the first employees of it. Yeah? Yeah. 
were, I guess, were they um, from, I guess, from a previous story that I've heard, were they part of the call center? What was the, Who? Um, your aunt and? No, no, not what, really. What were they doing? Well, well, she worked in the call center. Uh, very, very little, though. Mm. Very, who who are you talking about? <laughs> like downstairs? Or no. Our aunt? Yeah. Oh, this was years later. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I thought she worked. Oh, okay. No, no, that was uh, that was years later. Okay. But originally, yeah, it was a very small, you know, four seats for for uh, computers, and so we had four uh, people that I knew very well, and I still know them today, actually. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and they, yeah, we did that for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Worked out well. Yeah. So I guess it was a a lot of it was kind of internally. That's how we were building it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Always with your own. Mm-hmm. And I guess what are um, tying into the values of that? Why was that really important to start like uh, building internally first? Oh, it's just better people you know, people you trust, people that uh, know you, people that trust you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's reciprocal, right? And uh, you know, let me put it to you this way: um, if there was a girl standing over there, would you ask her to marry you? No, probably not right away. You have to get to know her, <laughs> to right? Know her. Yeah, yeah. No different in business. No yeah. different with your people that you want to work with for the long run. You have to get to know them, and they have to get to know you. It's, it works two ways. It's uh, and uh, and then everything is so much easier. Right, right. Uh, yeah, especially when you kind of just sift through everyone internally too, and really just try to find that that person. That's who's... what I always have regretted: not having enough time to spend just talking with people mm-hmm. that in, in our organization, you know, right. like I've always wanted to do more of that. Not that I've regretted it, but I've, I do it, but not enough in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good people. There's a lot of good people. Sometimes, you know, I've been in business now all this time, 30 something years, and, and, and I see probably more strength and um, future in people than they see in themselves because they're usually younger, um, they're not sure. I've been through it, I've seen it, I've done it, and, and it's easier for me to to spot that in an individual than it is for them sometimes in themselves. Right. They just need the confidence. Yeah, and sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah, that's all yeah. it takes. All it takes. Um, I guess also leading into uh, the foundations and the values that your company's kind of built on, what are those, if you can uh, kind of explain to everyone that's listening in right now? Trust is always, I would say, probably the biggest, um, you know, can you, you know, there needs to be, there needs to be trust, uh, honesty, just be honest, be straight. Sometimes I'm, I'm told I'm very straight and too straight sometimes, but better to be honest and open than, than, uh, than, uh, than not. That's in my books anyway. Um, I would say, yeah. And then there's, there's, it's about go, 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 never, never ending pursuit to a better tomorrow. And, uh, and so we're always looking at, you're always on that treadmill, trying to be better tomorrow than we were yesterday. Um, and that could be challenging from time to time. It's not easy, right? There's constant change. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, Antonio, if you want to follow up with any, yeah, one of the things that we always talk about Anytime somebody new's in the company or even people that have been here for a long time, I always summarize it to passion, innovation, and excellence. Um, and it kind of goes to what my dad was saying, but there's, there's a joke in restaurants and we hear it a lot when we go to franchising shows or restaurant shows 
and you know people ask what do you do and well we're in pizza and they go oh you know we're in restaurants you guys are in war it must be nice <laughs> right because it's it's an extremely competitive industry and there's a million and one different people selling pizza and how do you be the best and how do you how do you you know best serve your customers over a long period of time for me it comes back to you have to love what you're doing and that's why the passion we always say that first if you don't like it you're going to get burnt out in any restaurant never mind a pizza place and if you're not innovative if you're not challenging yourself to think of new things and to think of new if it's a deal or it's a way of interacting with a customer or it's a way of running your kitchen you're going to get left behind very quickly and if you don't hold yourself to a high standard you're just not going to do that well in the open market and you can't really be innovative and you can't hold yourself to a standard of excellence if you don't have that passion if you don't like what it is you're doing so it, it goes back to your other question right why um why did we always try to grow from within and why did we always try to look for people and it's just because we know that what we're doing is tough any business is tough but we we understand the intricacies of ours and we understand how much responsibility is on everyone's shoulders on the team so if you're going to build a team you want a team of people that you can trust you want a team of people that are motivated like you're motivated and people that are going to get up in the day enjoy coming into work whatever that work is if it's in the office if it's in the kitchen if it's somewhere else and make sure that your product and your brand is excellent is passionate is innovative so that's uh, that's that's what i always speak to mm-hmm. um and it falls very much in line with the trust and the transparency and again how do you best set up a culture of people who want the same goals exactly yeah and so all of that really ties in together and that what really brings um a lot of the i feel like a lot of the success that i've seen from pizza hotline together is you know that trust and that passion and being able to um kind of cohesively work together with one another in an environment like that it gets we we have a very fast paced our office our stores our franchisees we work at a quick pace Mm -hmm. right and you i've (laughs) i've I've experienced that firsthand yeah but if you don't i mean i if you don't like what you're doing there's going to be more than enough reasons for you to stop right Mm -hmm. but if you like it if you like what the challenge is if you like really trying to grow and really trying to compete with in our case with companies that are multinational international conglomerates in in other markets that we're going head to head with in winnipeg manitoba for 35 years right if you like that challenge you love working at pizza hotline yeah um some people don't sometimes and mm-hmm. it, it, it's okay it but happens. you got it you got to know what you want exactly. and you have to find other people who also want the same things yeah because it's like it's not there's no worth in investing all your energy into something that you're just not passionate about no it doesn't work it does not work at all you know back in the day when we first started there were many a days that i felt like what am i doing like you know beat the head against you know i was beating my head against the wall and we were working seven days a week and we were working all long hours and uh and uh but you know i just knew that i just i had to make it work and I had to make it right and I had to be the best. Mm-hmm. And I wanted I wanted my sales to grow and I wanted my customer base to grow and I wanted and it so it became it becomes a challenge. And so you have to be self motivated. You have to be uh, you have to challenge yourself and not accept defeat and you just do what you have to do. Yeah. 
and one day led to the next and you know we got smarter and smarter as the days went by we 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 were able to produce a great product a great pricing and we've had that strategy for a long time and it's worked well for us and it took us from you know a blip on the map in winnipeg with one from one location and now we you know over the years we've grown to be the leader in market share in in winnipeg it didn't happen overnight but it happened because it was consistent uh discipline energy and uh, and uh and an approach to um to doing well right yeah i think you hear not sorry not to cut you no, off but you, I think you hear it in other things a lot too, and not to be too cheesy, but I, I think I think one thing that's really contributed to the company is the mindset of just not taking a shortcut, right? Like a lot of organizations, especially restaurants, can make something that's good enough and they can get varying levels of success for a few years and then they fizzle, right? There's been a lot of franchises corporately ran organizations and not just restaurants you see this everywhere you see this in your own life if you you know you go to the gym because you want to lose weight and two weeks later you fizzle right you have to do what you're supposed to do in a sustainable fashion well back in the day touching on that back in the day i remember early on looking at the landscape and i i asked myself how many local chains have survived you know in, in this market or in any market for that matter that I knew of and in Winnipeg there wasn't any you know they would come and within approximately five years they'd be decimated or you know virtually uh, almost you know they hit their prime and then they fall off they hit their prime and then they fall off and they just can't sustain it so that was uh, that was um, I took it upon myself as a challenge to to really try to figure out what was that what 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 was the cause of that what do you and in turn how do you how do you not become another statistic um where you fall by the wayside so typically back then you know within five years they burn out um and so far we've been we haven't peaked i don't believe we peaked yet so that's a, that's a good thing after 35 years right and I guess why do you why do you feel that Pizza Hotline as a brand has been able to stand the test of time? It's been so successful in what's it's done. It's exactly what we're talking about. It's yeah. process, innovation, yeah. change, uh, listening to people, listening to your customers, listening to your owners, listening to your staff. Listen, you have to listen. You have to absorb. You have to. There's this constant flow, this iteration that takes place that. You know, new new information in, put it through the circle, and out comes a new product, a new idea, a new, and then yes, no, do we implement? Right. And sometimes you make mistakes along the way, but you you know you don't make mistakes that take you down. You make mistakes that you learn from, and you grow from. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's a there's an idea, especially <clears throat> around businesses when you talk about any business big or small but success in a business and it's kind of it's kind of just this exponential like things start okay and then every day they just get better and better and better and i think in our business there's a lot of trial and error and that's the position we put ourselves in because we want to try to be at the forefront of change um but a lot of that change doesn't pan out and you have to be quick to cut when you do a trial that doesn't go the way you you wanted it to go and you move on you find the next opportunity yeah but to do that and to do that over 
you know, 35 years is tough. It, and again, it goes back to your culture. You need people who like being uncomfortable. It's very easy to come in, you know, to, to, to work in a day and do a run of the mill job or take a run of the mill approach to what it is you're doing. Yeah. We're in marketing. It, 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 it's easy to come in and say, okay, we're going to put this much towards this because that's how we've always done it. It's a lot harder to always break your model and to optimize it and to do that across a company. Right. So it's, again, it's just, it's a different approach, but I think success, another thing that I think has really resulted in success for us is just being authentic and being true to our own values, true to our customers. Um, he can speak to this better than me, but the marketplace when Pizza Hotline was growing didn't really have value as a proposition to customers. There was quality, there was speed of delivery. Oh, there was perceived quality. Well, yeah, we won't name the, there's yeah. a large brand who yeah. if I said today yeah. was advertising as being the premium pizza provider, mm -hmm. most people in the room would laugh, but that's that was the game. They were the quality. One of the other large brands was the fast delivery. And that was kind of it, right? So to come out and say, we have a great pizza. We're offering it at a great price. We're going to give you great service 10 times out of 10. And that's it. That's what we are. That's what we do. That's what we're going to do. That I think is really resonated well with Manitobans um, who can be difficult to please sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's really resulted in success for us. But to do that again, there's no hidden formula to that. People look at the 4XL party pack and they go, oh, there must be some trick to it. How do you sell four extra large pizzas for 37 dollars right. You do, you just do it. You just do it. Yeah. And you to get a great pizza at a great price, you make sacrifices and you have to formulate your business model to have good quality service. There's no way around investing in your people and training your staff and looking for people who care about quality the way you care about quality. And a lot of stuff that sometimes can be overlooked in a boardroom, you know, when you're looking at numbers, well, what, how engaged are our staff? Very hard to look at that on a, on a sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. You need to be in your stores. You need to be with your franchisees. You need to be with their teams and you need to be investing in them. And that's something that I think we've done for a long time that really helps us stay different from you know the dominoes or the pizza huts or the other the pizza pizzas or the other yeah. chains that have come in over the years and again just trying to show off a natural form of who we are and what we do it's my grandma in the commercials yeah. it's him it's my younger brothers mm -hmm. that's who we are it's in our basement <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i think the transparency and the authentic transparency is very important right and jerry we i remember we touched upon authenticity on just on Friday night, if you can expand on that too. Well, you just, you just have to be who you are. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, don't over script, just, just be natural, say the truth. And, um, and I, I believe that that's the right way on a moral, morally, to, you know, to act in that manner, but it, it, it resonates with people then, right? People can see through people, you know, you can't, uh, be, you can't lie. You can't sell a fake product. It doesn't work. You know, fake news. Yeah. Fake news. You've heard of fake news. Yeah, Donald, yeah. Donald Trump has said that a million times. Yeah. But fake, news. fake news, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not sure what he says is fake or not fake, but I think he's the master at that anyway. But you, you, you have to be authentic. You have to be who you are.
yeah, definitely. Because yeah, like you said, a lot of people can just see right through someone who, when they're, they're trying to be something they're exactly. not. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, it, and it's best, the same in business. Yeah, exactly. If you're gonna sell something, you know, you have to stand by it, and you have to believe in it, and you have to, and just if you, it, I, you know, for many years, every new product that we put out, I'd have to like it, and if I liked it and I believed in it, I put it, I put it out. If if I didn't, I would not put it out. Yeah, we fight about them. Yeah, <laughs> our biggest our product testing is basically we, for, I guess for the listeners, our office is on the second floor mm-hmm. of Cafe Twenty Two on Corden. Yeah, so we're usually in the kitchen, mm-hmm. having a panel of family, friends, employees, Great. whoever's there, and everybody dukes it out, and <laughs> the product that lasts the longest is usually <laughs> the one that gets on the menu. Yeah, yeah. And but yeah, that's that's how we do it, because, again, at the end of the day, if we don't like it, our customers aren't going to like it. If, if we don't recognize value in it and the, you know, the people around us don't, what's the point of that market study or that, you know, that like the lipstick to the brand? Yeah, we, we try to stay away from that as much as possible. We try to just keep it authentic, authentic um, at all times. Yeah. And we hope that it, it comes through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, things like things like there are cinnamon buns. That's a good example mm-hmm. of something that started from a like a, a recipe that uh, one of our employees in our stores came up with, mm-hmm. and I think it was Provence. Um, it might have been Maria gave us no. a recipe, and he had simultaneously been working on a cinnamon bun recipe. And another franchisee at the time was like, you know, I've been making cinnamon buns for myself out of this dough. It's really good. So we just kind of put it together. We tested it with ourselves and if we liked it and we thought that the price was fair for it and we thought that it made sense and people would respond well to it, we put it out and I think it's going okay. I still like them. They're pretty good. Yeah, they are. (laughs) They are really good. We're doing some uh, product shooting just the other week and like um, Sean made a couple and then I had Oh, they're just delicious. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people don't realize until they actually order them mm-hmm. how good those things taste. I personally didn't even know that that was on the menu at first. And because uh, I never had the chance to just or- go and order it. But yeah, now I, so now I would. <laughs> so good. Yeah, those and cheese sticks are, are like the the like the like secret menu items on our menu, in my opinion. Yeah. I've been eating cheese sticks since I was born, <laughs> and I, I don't think I'll ever get sick. Cheese sticks are really good, though. Yeah, they are. Like, I don't know what it is. Just put cheese on bread and melt it. And it's just like, like it's our cheese. Our yeah. cheese is a different. It, like it's 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 a it's a very high quality cheese and it's got flavor. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of companies out there use, uh, you know, well pizza consider- mozzarella. Yeah, pizza mozzarella <laughs> or, or considerably cheaper cost cheese, but it's the, the flavor is the flavor. You need you need quality. You need cream, and that's what makes a good cheese, and that costs money. Yeah, so mix that with some garlic butter. Yeah. And it's oh, <laughs> just money. So right on the money. So good. <laughs> yeah, garlic bread even and then just garlic cheese to- garlic cheese toast. Just oh, like, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, it hits the spot. That's that's the good stuff. Kind of funny. Um me and Sean were talking like last week and we were just kinda like uh we weren't really pitching it around, but we were just like saying, What if you know the cinnamon buns? Think of it. But what if it, instead of like sugar and icing and stuff like that, what cheese. if it, but cheese? That's a good idea. Cheese that is a good and idea. pepperoni. And so yeah. it's like. It's almost like an arancini kind of. Yeah. No, yeah. I've if seen that down it. in the U.S. It's like actually. a pizza roll, you know? Yeah, it's pizza rolls. I've seen <laughs> yeah. them in the U.S. actually yeah. uh, made that way. So we were, we were just like thinking like, hey, we should tell Jerry. Yeah. And <laughs> See what they say. Well, let's, let's, you know what? 
Let's try do it a out. pepperoni pizza roll. Yeah. That's a good idea, actually. Kind of, what would that be like? What are those things called? I can't remember. Strombolis? Strom- I, 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 there is, there is, there like is something Italian... like that. What they do is they take the dough, they put toppings in with cheese, and then they roll it up. Okay. Then they cook it. Yeah. And I can't remember. It's kind of like a stuffed Nanna, stick. Nanna went to Italy, ate, ate, came back, and brought me a menu and said, You got to put this on the menu. You got to put this on the menu. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never have yet, mm-hmm. but uh, she said it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would taste good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's an idea. But uh, is there anything else, like any other kind of um, dishes or items that you kind of have, you're, you've been thinking about that maybe you would want to try on the menu? Oh, <laughs> nothing hits, like in terms of, you know, there's constant testing. Um, yeah. The latest one is halal products. Okay. Yeah. We're, you know, we're, we're testing halal products and I've gone through, I don't know, six different pepperonis now and eight different types of chicken. And and I haven't hit, the, you know, one that I really like yet. But uh, halal, I think, would be the next uh, item to throw on the menu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gluten freeze we, we just came or the cauliflower crust. We just replaced our gluten free uh, with that one. And we have, you know, the vegan matzah was something that we just came out with. But those yeah. those took a long time to test too, because mm. vegan matzah for a long time oh. tasted like <laughs> terrible plastic. Like, yeah. you know, you'd oh. eat it and it would just be. And uh, granted, we're obviously not vegan, so somebody who mm-hmm. would be vegan would probably be more okay with that flavor profile. But right. we tested that for a good couple of years before oh, yeah. we actually. I, I, I shelved it. Sometimes I sh- I'll shelve it. If I can't figure it out, I just go, forget it. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting this on. Yeah. A- another example of that was whole wheat crust. For years, we were trying to develop whole a good whole wheat crust. Yeah. And it tasted bitter. And we try, we, we'd mix, you know, this flour and that and this water and that. And, and we went back and forth. And I, I honestly, that's probably the product that did me in mm-hmm. a few times. And I, I shelved it. I said, forget it. I'm not putting this on gone it's gone <laughs> and then then but it then it gnaws away at me and then i you know because i really want to mm-hmm. i want to tackle this and then i'll start testing again and yeah and then finally i figured it out and uh and it was like boom this is it okay we're done and and that took a good couple of years of on and off on and off test yeah. try do this do that and yeah our stone fire dough was like what four years couple of years four years at least making, just to make sure that what we had was a genuinely authentic mm-hmm. stone fire dough or whole wheat dough. But some there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that is like on the shelf that sometimes you're just waiting for the rest of the industry to kind of catch up. Yeah, like yeah. like vegan cheese was very much that. We we were testing vegan products for years because it was something we thought we could do, but the ingredients, the supply chain just wasn't really there yet for it. So we waited and and you kind of just keep your ear to the ground and you hear about different things. So we heard about this one brand that was making, you know, vegan cheese that didn't taste vegan. And yeah. then we ordered it and we tried it and it tasted good and it cooked well. And yeah. so then we launched it. Okay. So we, we yeah. try to not, you try to, you know, you try to keep up with the trends, especially in, in pizza, but we don't let that dictate the next menu. It has to be good. Like it, if it doesn't taste good, forget it. Nobody, we don't want to. Put no, it on. <laughs> the cauliflower it. crust to us is unbelievable. It, it tastes delicious, it, it so we're proud so to put that on the menu because we're excited to show that to people and go, mm-hmm. just try it, like and how, then that's it. How right? did it even come about? The cauliflower crust, just, just like every other item, you just yeah. 
comes from an idea, you think about it, and you do a little bit of research, and a couple pounds added, and yeah, yeah. a couple pounds of weight added, your stomach explodes, yeah. and life goes on, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's just, it's just, it could start anywhere. It's just, but it's, it's an idea that comes across, and and we jump all over it. Right. A lot of the time, though, it's just somebody either like emailing in or calling in and just being, hey, do you have this? You should really get this. And mm-hmm. We'll look at it and we'll go, well. We could probably figure something out and then and then it starts right sometimes it's very quick sometimes it takes you know years Years. like with uh with the doughs and stuff that we were talking about usually the dough takes a lot longer well there's so much in dough people don't yeah yeah some people get it but a lot of people don't like you know those a living being it's yeast Mm -hmm. so there's age there's life and then it's not good and then how much does it rise and how much should you let it rise or not let it rise or when do you put it in the oven etc 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 so there's so many variables yeah that you've got to work through before you hit it it's not easy it takes yeah. time definitely does yeah well we've got a there's a long list of like could have been menu items for pizza hotline <laughs> yeah yeah that uh who knows maybe over the next couple of years if people are listening to this mm-hmm shout out a request and maybe maybe we already have one we can release it for for a limited time we'll send you one featured uh featured item or something like that you know that'd be really cool i think that'd be a really fun idea um get another way for everyone to kind of get involved with the the brand and stuff yeah Yeah. and it's funny that you mentioned like just the taste testing and like adding a couple couple extra pounds that's kind of how i felt when we were shooting all the pizzas and like we would be shooting like the um we did the specialty pizza, the, the meat of delight. And it was oh. just like, yeah, hard just, to resist. Yeah, it gets crazy way. sometimes. Yeah. Like, honestly, because, you know, when I get on a test too, mm-hmm. I binge test. You binge test. I binge test. Yeah. So it, because you have to remember what it just tasted like mm-hmm. yesterday. And then you do another iteration today. And then you'll do another one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then you'll do another one the next day. If you wait too long you, you just don't remember yeah you just can't yeah so you need to you need to taste that when you know you need to get it right as soon as you can mm-hmm. yeah then you gotta do the delivery tests and the <laughs> ass, let it sit for 20 minutes then an yeah. hour then two hours then six hours then the right. next morning and every time you gotta have a slice of it mm-hmm. so that's crazy how much of a process that is it is just doing taste tests it is yeah it just yeah. taste tests yes it mm-hmm. is <laughs> but but you know when it's good though mm-hmm. you know when, when, when you taste it and you go, or it's a, wow, this is perfect. This is it. This yeah. is it. Yeah. Or it's not. Mm-hmm. So you, you strive to get it to that. Wow. This is unbelievable. This is really good. What, why didn't we think of this before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what, that's what ends up happening. Yeah, right. You definitely get that eureka moment. Yeah. Product yeah. Like, okay. It, this is it. We're good. This is it. Like, let's what launch it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like cinnamon buns. We had it with that. We had it with that. The, the cauliflower, a gluten-free crust, that, that was like, right. it was like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. it's just that, it's just, you know, you know when it's, you know when it's great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because like now after like, you know, working here for a few months now, it's just like, I feel like I need to hit the gym sometime <laughs> soon or else oh. things are going to change. <laughs> we so have true. the treadmill. It's the least used that, room that in our office. That is very true. I know. Yeah. It's just. Uh, treadmill and the punching bag there. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I yeah, think we should just put a bed in there and just the sleep. The problem is 
Honestly, like, the problem is between the desks and that room, mm-hmm. there's a staircase right down into a kitchen. So. Oh, that's so, so true. <laughs> so true. The cafe is just right down. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. it's the best worst thing for all of <laughs> yeah. us. That's so great. <laughs> um, I guess the last couple questions that I kind of have and maybe people who are listening in would be interested too is, um, so do you guys have plans to kind of expand outside of Canada? You know, even just within Canada Manitoba. or in Canada, in ca- either in Canada or outside of Canada as well. Yeah, I definitely uh, see opportunity. Um, I, I get asked that question a lot of times. You know, I was just speaking with uh, an interested uh, individual the other day, met with them and he was a nice gentleman. And, you know, he asked, he says, how come, you know, you're 30 years in business. How come you're not outside of, you know, Manitoba mm-hmm. or outside of Winnipeg? And truthfully the 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 answer to that is because i never really made the effort and i made it i personally made a decision many years ago to uh just stay home i didn't want to do all the traveling i didn't want to be away from the family and and it was just uh not in in not something i wanted to do um but you know that was then and now um you know antonio's been around now for a little while and so now it's time. It's it's time for us to take what we have and and go with it. So where 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 will we go? It will will definitely be in the U.S. Uh, and Canada and 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 that's the next. Uh, I would say that's the next phase. Since Antonio's come on, it's been what I call base building. Um, let's um, let's let's solidify our foundation. Let's grow it. Let's expand so that we can handle that growth. Right. and and not get ahead of ourselves and you know I, I i do a lot of research and a lot of reading and just the same as i i, I you know i took time to research why no local pizza chain made, really made it past five years i looked at the successes of chains that that that, that go into expansion and, and a lot of them end up with uh, with big problems where they're not uh, capable of servicing their their partners and you know their franchisees and 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 the stores just uh, get out of control because there's improper training improper management improper and that's something we we really really have focused on we want to be a whole we want to be on top of that and, and get a hold of that before we before we, we we hit expansion mode right yeah I think we're lucky not sorry not yeah to go cut ahead. you off but we have 35 years of experience and in that 35 years you know my parents made a choice that they wanted to be home right they wanted to be able to go to soccer practices and recitals and whatever else but in that time we ended up building an infrastructure that was actually much larger than a 24 store chain in one province so a lot of our infrastructure it really does rival that of multinational chains um we just because we took the time to perfect and add efficiencies to our current models and add scalability without actually doing the scaling. So now, you know, do we want to grow? Absolutely. But with all that time, I think has come a foresight that other brands don't necessarily have before they start to grow in different markets. Most restaurants, because um, this is, you know, something that, again, we try to keep a our ear to the ground on restaurant trends and how do restaurants grow and how do franchising models grow and how do they succeed long-term? Why did McDonald's 
you know, do what McDonald's did and all the other companies that started at the same time didn't. And mm-hmm. McDonald's, I mean, has problems too, but I think we're lucky enough to be able to understand what some of those challenges will be. So we've been trying to shore that up so that when we do grow, it's that much smoother. Um, ultimately, I think for us, it all comes down to, we're a franchise model predominantly, it all comes down to the franchisee. If you don't have, again, that passionate, innovative, hardworking, excellent person, the best system in the world is gonna fail. You can have every, you know, you can have every policy and procedure documented 10 times over, but if you don't have a good team member, you can only get so far. And a lot of restaurants that grow, they wanna grow, they wanna grow fast. People approach them, they take most deals. They take more deals than they should because it's short-term success for long-term uncertainty, right? So we we wanna grow, but we wanna do it without compromising the sustainability of the company. We have franchisees that have been franchisees for 15, 20, 25 years. That's unheard of in some franchise models. So we're very proud of that and we wanna grow, but we wanna grow with a new crop of 15, 20, 25 year franchisees. We don't wanna get in the business of two years in, your store closes, you have problems, we have problems like a lot of other brands do, right? So yeah, I, I don't know if- Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely feel like um, even just being a part of the team for the past few months that I've learned so much about like kind of how the growth and the, the vision that you guys have uh, for Pizza Hotline in itself. Um, and just even in, the sh- in that short time, just learning about where the company has kind of grown from the ground up. Um, everything from its like humble beginnings as you know, from Colombo to what yeah. it is today, right? Yeah. Um, and just as a brand, because uh, just bringing that awareness now into, you know, because ev- everyone, they, everyone in Manitoba, they, they know who, you know, who Pizza Holland is. And I, I think that's like really important to absolutely kind of just push forward and to, con- to continue to push forward uh, in, in an authentic way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm really looking forward to when we're able to dive deeper into part two of this episode, uh, I feel like this first episode has been pretty, um, pretty informational and it's been a great way to kind of connect um, our viewers and also me to to also you guys. So I just want to thank you guys. Thank you for your time. Thank well, you're for, welcome. It was pretty, pretty cool. And yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have a good yeah. time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah fun. Now we're going to start. Uh, we start off nice and then we start killing each other. That's what happens. <laughs> and then so. that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you. Thank you for actually like, like doing this. And yeah. I think it's a cool idea. And I, I hope that I, I think our company and most companies that are you know going to be around sustainably yeah. have to just be honest about who they are yeah. to the public and if the public likes that and the public and wants to support that fantastic and if if it's not what that public wants then that's good you got to know then you got to know and then you <laughs> yeah. move on yeah, exactly and you find a new home or a new business <laughs> yeah that's for it sure. but yeah for us any opportunity to to kind of give people like you said at the beginning like a look yeah. under the hood and show listen this is what we do this is who we are yeah i think it's fantastic so thank you, for, thank you for thank you for letting us I'm, do it i'm humbled to uh just to be here and just to be able to host the episode so it's been great um but yeah so part two of this episode is actually gonna be talking about um running the business as a family and so there's going to be some really, really interesting topics there. And I'm looking forward to talking about that. So yep. thanks again, guys. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. That's a wrap. Okay. 
All right, guys. So that's the end of this podcast episode. I just wanted to personally thank you for listening in to this podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast from the platform of your choice so that you can be notified when each episode goes live. We appreciate your support. Leave us a comment or a review and let us know how we're doing. Are you enjoying the episodes that are coming out? Or if there's a topic that you specifically want to hear from us. Again, thank you for listening in. It's been a slice. We'll catch you on the next episode. Take care.